0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh,
1: it's a straight up screamer!
0: Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858
2: 858. Gal, fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gal.nz. Here to get you through your workday, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
3: Good afternoon, New Zealand. Welcome into a, an abbreviated afternoon. Well, it's not, it's still the same length of time. It's just a slight change of hosts, etc. at halftime. Two till four. And uh, wow, Todd Payton, Nathan Kalis, Joey Johns. How's that for running it straight in the build up to the grand final? So that is two till four. Don't miss it. Great stuff, Kempi and Sam. Sam will be hosting that from 2-4, running it straight every Wednesday, right through till the World Cup is completed as well. So, league fans, you are richly fed a diet of league over the next few weeks. But on the show today, looking forward to catching up with Brian Barry, part of the Barry Boxing family. Of course, Kevin Barry Sr., I think set up a boxing gym in Christchurch in the 60s. Um, And, of course, his two sons, Kevin... Kevin Jr. and Brian Barry have been involved in the sport for a long, long time. Um, And as I mentioned just before, um, Brian Barry was in David Tua's corner as the second man when he fought Lennox Lewis, and then in the corner for most of Joseph Parker's career as well, particularly when Kevin Barry was training him. So what did he make of the fight in the weekend? Where to for Joseph? And, you know, for, for Joseph Parker, he was the cut man. So I'm interested to know... His involvement as a cut man. What does it look like? What does he look at? How much does he enjoy the fights? And then, yeah, again, just break down that fight tactically because he's been ringside for some of the the biggest fights involving, um, you said, on boxers over the last, gosh, what is it now? 22 years, 23 years. Fantastic. So talking to Brian Barry as well. We've tried hard. uh, As you know, each week we give away an NPC Masterclass. Uh, to my standout player of the weekend we've tried everything we could to get this player on but haven't been able to get it done so I'll, I'll just pay tribute to him myself later on in the show as well uh, a shortened midday madness today uh, because we've just got the two hours uh, we've still got what's making news I think Sammy's still chucked a to chase together Sammy yeah he is, he's a, he's a machine not only does he produce this show he hosts, he hosts running it straight as well Um, And we'll have a look at back in the day. And uh, of course, it's Wednesday, so we'll have Bailey's property of the week and an update from Pumawari. But the the thing for midday manners today is what are some famous sports terms that just roll off the tongue, but it's been named after an athlete? I I think when we thought about this, the first one I thought thought of was the Fosbury flop, which is the, the high jump. But there's probably heaps, there's probably heaps of sporting terms that are named after people. The other one I thought of was Duckworth Lewis, which is a sporting term named after people. So not only the ones that are in existence, but can you think of any that should be should be included? You know, should a last minute penalty? Um, should that be you've been carted, as in Dan Carter? Probably, maybe not a good example, but. Are there moves or anything like that you could attribute to someone at the moment? And in the fullness of time, it'll be attributed to them. So sporting terms named after athletes. And I just mentioned to Smithy, the Mancad, very much in the news at the moment, was named after an Indian chap, Indian cricketer. That was the first one that did it. And forever, it'll be known as the Mancad, named after this Indian cricketer. So give us a call, 0800 150 811. Let's have some fun on Midday Madness. Let's go.
1: Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockiness beat of madness. Yeah.
3: Do also feel free to text them through on 8833 as well. That is the Temp Bed Post text machine. Any you can think of that are in existence or you'd like to see form part of our sporting vocabulary. We'll go to Christchurch Mikey. He's got a good sporting brain his Mikey. I'll be interested to see what he's come up with G'day Mikey
4: Oh, G'day Steffi. Staffy. didn't manage to phone you the last couple of days about the rugby but uh, never mind. Hey um, the Gary Owen.
3: Oh yes
4: the, 19, the 1920s Irish club they used to do that all little time apparently back in the day and that's that, that up and under high kick was named after them
3: and that was a club, because for a long time I thought Gary Owen was a person, but it was actually a club yeah. and a club tactic, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, Irish club tactic back in the 20s, way back in the 20s, so that's how long that term's been around. Jeez.
3: Oh, they must be – and I'd imagine the club's still in existence.
4: I, I think so. I'm not sure if they're quite in the uh, the top echelon of those other um, super clubs that got in Ireland, but um, I'm actually not sure, to be honest, but uh, – yeah, so that's that one. Uh, the one that um, should be named after someone mm-hmm. uh, should be the Fozzie Bear, and that should be named after a coach that refuses to pick a player that the public want. I think there's many instances of that around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that.
3: The Fozzie Bear.
4: I like yeah. that. Yeah, so um, I, know you, I know you've I know got a short one, so I'll just be very quick, just two things on the rugby, and I actually will give Fozzie a little bit of credit here. Um, I didn't think that... Um, I didn't think the centre, Geordie, um, should have been picked ever. Um, holy moly, um, I, I want to see more of that, please. That, was, uh, that took me by surprise. It didn't take any, a lot of other people by surprise. It took me by surprise. He was brilliant.
3: He sure was. Like, I thought he'd go well, but he was near man of the match. Yeah.
4: And, and the last, actually, <laughs> the, the other thing, I, was, I, I said it to you, um, Smithy, when we played Durban, but, geez, those men in black, we're almost, um, almost looking like All Blacks, weren't they?
3: Amazing.
4: <laughs> really, really good.
3: Do you feel like our enthusiasm has been tempered, though, for what's happened in the last 12 months? I, like, I want to be really oh, excited, I'm, and I really do want to be, but yeah. I'm just a little bit guarded still. But
4: it'll be the Northern Hemisphere that'll, that'll tell us a lot more. But look, if he sticks with someone like, like Geordie, just like, I want to see more of it. I don't know if it'll come off again, but geez, I, I definitely want to see it have another go. Mm. Um, but, and just the last thing, did Sam Whitelock break the space-time continuum with that try. Like, how on earth? That blew my mind. That little hand, that massive hand that kind of double-jointed or triple-jointed and got that try. I, I, I was stunned. That was, <laughs> that was
3: amazing. Yeah, it was remarkable. And, I, and uh, yeah, I'm a Twitter user, and all of the Australians said there's no way that you can actually hold on to that ball. But we didn't see him lose it. He, he had it cupped. He must have enormous hands.
4: Enormous
3: hands, yes. Yeah. But hey, um thanks Staffy. Thanks very much. Good man. Mikey, Christchurch, off to work in the garden, I am sure. Getting some good text messages through. Some uh, some that are um some that are in existence and, and a couple that uh, new inventions. Jeff the ref Cromwell. Good Jeff. Hi oh, hey, Staffy, here, do I buddy? Good, thank you. Yeah,
1: no, I thought this old country boy ref went to the old Eden
3: park on the weekend the first
1: time and uh how good was that, Staffy?
3: Well, you tell me, how good was your first experience?
1: Well, I've, I've, I've been to the old Carrersbrook, and that was bloody you know, used to be bloody good, but geez, Eden Park just at another level, right? Like, with the size of the crowd and the atmosphere, was great, you know. And I was on halfway, just just below the corporate box, and the uh, missus and I, and, and a few Aussies in front, they didn't stay around too long, actually. Definitely, that gone with 20 minutes to go. It's <laughs> funny that. Um, um, but you know, uh, good, good buggers too. Actually, I went to the old box for a couple of pints before the game, and quite a few Aussies there, but a bit of badger, and They actually being a ref, they asked me about that uh, French call there a couple of weeks back. But uh, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed the atmosphere. I enjoyed the ladies, the school level, the ladies. I used to referee in BC, woman Women, and the, you know, back in 2003, but the the skill level now it's just you know Smitty's got that team humming too but yeah I I was pretty emotional with the whole got a few tears in my eyes mate with the old Harker and the singing along there and the tries and and how the just like we've got the All Blacks back mate we've just got them back you know and um, yeah You you picked a good game to go to for
3: your your first one at Eden Park didn't you? Yeah yeah uh, You
1: know, I've been to a few over the years not at Eden Park but uh, yeah, no, it was fantastic, and I got the Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Jeff, the Red Fox now. So hopefully we can you know, make a weekend of it. You know, we, we shot across the, to the, you know, over to the island here and had a couple of nice rosés and a good feed to finish the Sunday off and head back down to the, the Cromwell, Cromwell Vegas. But, uh, but the old Gary Owen, you know, yeah, the old Gary Owen. You know, that's probably the one that's used a lot. Uh,
3: right. Yeah, I've actually just uh, looked them up. Actually, it is—it's um, the Gary Owen Football Club. A deep-rooted history in rugby and is one of Ireland's most recognised football clubs, steeped in rugby heritage, humility, and excellence on and off the field. And we play to win. There you go. Oh, there you go. I've just looked up,
1: Snappy. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
3: Okay. Founded um, in Limerick. Yeah, it was founded in Limerick in 1884.
1: Oh wow, jeepers! Jeez, everything's on Google these days, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was used a lot in the old days, wasn't it? Um, especially back in the seventies and those tours overseas, it was used a lot. The old carry-on, um, yeah, I was proud of the boys. Like geez, that you know, Foster and the team that took a bit of a beating. Didn't they at the start? But uh, they've produced the goods now, and I, actually. And we're still going to go as underdogs, which is probably a good thing for the World Cup. But you know what, we we've got a few teams. I notice, because we can beat anybody on the day. So just to get that consistency, really. Mm. And, and they, they took the, they took the referee out of the game. They played within the law, you know, and took the referee out of the game. And which is pleasing too, from the referee's point of view. And that's what they've got to keep going. Mm. You know, um, Stafford,
3: yeah. Nice, good man. <laughs> Okay, please you enjoyed it, Jeff. Cheers, buddy, Jeff, with his first experience at um, Eden Park. I am um, just reading about the Gary Owen. Actually, uh, ten Gary Owen players have represented the British and Irish Lions. Probably, I am just looking at their player Keith Wood played for Gary Owen, the former Irish captain, and of course, he was a British and Irish Lion. Every position on the Irish team has been filled at some stage by a Gary Owen player. Um, it's brilliant. Um, there's nothing about their nothing about the kick, the the big old up and under being named after them on their website. So they're probably trying to park that, but that's all good. Uh, some great text messages have come in. Um, there's a specific hand in poker. I know this because I'm a poker player, and it's called the Anna Kournikova, and it's Ace King, which is Anna Kournikova. Looks good, but doesn't win much. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, The Maradona, of course, that will be the hand of God, I would imagine. Um, When someone gets run over, run over the top of, they got Jonah Lomud. Yes, on the great Mike Cat.
2: Maradona actually isn't a handball. Isn't it? No, no. Maradona is the name where, and you might know this, um, where you step on the ball and you sort of turn on it. It's like a little spin. Okay. So you sort of you're stand running, running. On the ball. You stand on your right foot, you turn, and you pull it back with your left foot as you do a 360. And you sort of they do it. When oh, they I know c- the one. Yes, yeah, it's okay. called a Maradona.
3: So what's the Johan Cruyff? Because someone's uh, that's the Cruyff shouldn't...
2: turn. That's the one where you go back around the back of your legs to stop the ball. He okay. did it. He, so you'd be running towards the court, like as a winger, you'd be running towards the the byline, and rather than crossing, you'd do this like fake step over stop, mm. and that was the um, that was the Cruyff turn. Yeah. Well, there's actually a couple. I think of Cruyff turns. Like that's one variation of it.
3: Mm. Do you remember? Uh, you won't be old enough, probably. An American gymnast called Mitch Gaylord, real name. Sure. And he invented a dismount from the horizontal bar, and it, and to this day, it's, it's still called the Gaylord. And it was wow. like a, a dismount with a reverse one and a half with a couple of pikey twist type things, and then land, and it's and it's called the Gaylord. Do you think you'd be happy if you were like Dick Frosby?
2: Did he win an Olympic medal?
3: Now, there's a good question.
2: Do you, do you think you'd be happy if you if you were an athlete, a professional athlete? You never won what you played in, so you never won a gold medal at the Olympics. You never won the World Cup or the NRL, or whatever it is. But you, but you invented something, oh. and your name was forever. Would you prefer that over a gold medal?
3: Yeah, I probably would. Like even immortalised every time you go to the stock car teams champs and you see one like the the Stratford Scrappers perform the Stafford Shunt, which is <laughs> which is <laughs> left front wheel onto right rear axle, and that's the Stafford Shunt, and yeah. it just lives forever. Well,
2: that's because like not many people know who have won. High jump gold medals over the years, right? But everyone knows who Dick Fosbury is. Dick Fosbury, yeah. And if he's never won a gold medal, which we'll have to go and look, um, then that'll be that's interesting that we know his name, but he didn't win mm. anything.
3: Someone here. Um yeah, so I've had two text messages. So the Willie Away. Have you heard of the Willie Away in rugby? Sam, it's a, it's a move off the line out. Um, someone said it was named after Wilson Wynere and someone else has said it was named after Willie John McBride, which is what I thought it was. Now, I'm not 100% who's true. If it's Wilson Winneray, it could be. But I always thought for some reason it was Willie John McBride. So we'll have to have a look up and see what that... Um, gold medal for uh, Frosby in the 1968 Olympics. Oh 1968 Mexico That, that was in Mexico mm. At altitude mm. Where the Did you uh, jump t- two feet high Do you No it was <laughs> where the uh, Long jump record was set And held for a gazillion years Because oh. it's so far at altitude True it wasn't uh, Bob Beeman I think Was yep. the jump And then in, it got in. broken by um, Old oh, mate On drugs Yeah And when Carl Lewis came second Sorry Carl Lewis and The other guy Mike Powell Mike Powell yeah, yeah Sorry I always,
2: Powell. I always think Carl Lewis but you came second
3: Um Carolyn, Staffy, in ice, sk- in ice skating, there is the Dorothy Hamill Camel. Really? I've never heard of that. I know that the Axel is named after an ice skater as is, now what's the other one? Is the Axel, Double Axel, Triple Axel, and uh, the oh Lutz. The Lutz, the Triple Lutz and the Double Lutz. They're both named after ice skaters. Um What about the Cheating Panthers (laughs) that Sam's picking to win the grand final? Is that that an official name? The Cheating Panthers? I thought there was another team. Uh, Someone else saying Wilson Winneray was what Willie Away was after. Um, Oh, here's a great one. The 99 call used by the British Lions in the 1974 tour of Africa. Someone yelled out 99, all 15 had a scrap. That was good. That's a good call. Another one for Willie Away. Uh, first one that comes to my mind is the Cruyff turn in football named after Johan Cruyff from Damon. Thank you. Um, oh, here's one from Blackie in Australia. I'm going to test, Sam. Do you know what that means? To do a Bradbury? Mm. Do you know what that means?
2: Like a, a Bradbury.
3: Can you remember who Stephen Bradbury is? I'm yes, c- it's on the tip of my brain. What, what's Winter the- Olympics?
2: Yeah, uh, falling over at the finish line, all those ice skaters, and he ended up winning for Australia. Yeah, got he the gold was coming medal. last, so and they
3: all fell on the final two. So term.
2: you would be doing a Bradbury if
3: you managed to win seemingly ridiculously, okay, with a with a huge thing of fate. Yeah, It'd, yeah, be, I see. it'd be like me winning Sports Broadcaster of the Year because every other sports broadcaster was deported the day before <laughs> the awards, and there was one <laughs> that, left. That might and be our win, that, Steph. So Steph got the win. award, okay, via a Bradbury. I don't mind that. Oh, here's a ripper. Here's a ripper. If you know, you know. Hopperwadi, you've been hopperwadied, James. <laughs> Good memory, great memory. Um, and what about the Lonigan? Yes, when Dino done a dance while lying flat out playing against Aussie. Yeah, that was doing the Lonigan, wasn't it? That was doing the Lonigan. Um, I see Sam talking flat out to someone on the phone. I think he's just going to try and figure out whether we take him now or after the break. OK, Billy from Auckland and you if you want to call. We had some good ones and I'll get some more text messages. 0800 150 Give us a bell. We'll be back after the break.
2: Gal, fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. gal.nz Your sports obsession satisfaction. This is Afternoons with Staffy on
3: SENZ. Uh, sporting phrases named after sports people, uh, Duckworth Lewis. I've got one here. I don't think this is in. I don't think this is a recognised one, but it should be from Andy B. It's called Doing a Chapel, and it's when you hit the golf ball and it dribbles along the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Andy B, I like that. Is, is, that might be a thing in your, in your golf forcible or something, but I like that one. Um, getting a Tonya Harding. Boy, didn't she go for a skate? (laughs) Rory. Uh, Staffy, in golf there is a putt known as a Rock Hudson. Looks straight, but it isn't. That's not bad either. That's not bad. Um, Cattle dog. Now, cattle dog. Am I right in thinking that was Tommy Redonicus? I think he was the cattle dog. Uh, The Sunnybill offload, yes, brilliant. Named after him. Uh, another one I thought of was the Scudder Step, Nihimona Scudder, when he was just carving up world rugby with that jump in the air and when he landed you didn't know which way he was going to go. And I remember Sky Sport did a documentary type piece and they took a couple of kids down to the Hurricanes um, training and he was teaching them how to do the Scudder Step. Awesome. Um, the Benji Marshall. Yep. Uh, the Falcon. Named after Mario Fennec. Yes, the Maltese Falcon and just being hit in the head by a ball is now known as the Falcon. And, uh, you know, the sad news that Mario Fennec not in the best of health now, um, but he will always be associated to that move. I remember um, in the netball the other night, Kelly Jury wasn't looking and the ball girl had retrieved an out-of-bounds ball and threw it back to Kelly, who wasn't looking, and she got Falcon, And it went round... Round social media, that um, Kelly during copying, copying a Falcon. So Mario Fennec has moved his way into netball as well. Staffy, what about the dirt trackers on the old tours in rugby? Yeah, the dirt trackers, the guys that didn't play, or the midweekers, now affectionately known as the, the dirty, dirties, are the ones that aren't involved in the in the 23 for match day. Uh, cricket's got a few. Mancad, the Dill Scoop, the Dill Scoop to Karatni Dilshan. He was the first one to play that. You know, they go down on an E and angle the bat and go straight over the head and over the keeper's head. That was um, Dilshan. Uh, Brennan McCullum was attributed with inventing that, but it was Dilshan himself, the scoop, Lads, what about the Nadal? That's when one needs to pull the underpants out of you-know-where. <laughs> or the Bancroft Warner Smith, for any time the stadium seats are being re <laughs> That's a good one. The Sally Robbins. When you need to have a little sleep halfway through a rowing race, the lay down Sally, not bad. Oh, gosh, there's a lot on the text. Oh, the Mulligan and golf. Yeah, that must be named after someone, Carolyn. The Mulligan. I'd, I'd imagine Sam Hewitt's a big fan of the Mulligan and golf. Do you know what it is, Sam? Uh, is that when you get to retake the shot? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd, so it's often like you'll you'll have a friend get so you're not in a – tour you can't use them in tournaments. Of course not. But you might have a foursome and you just say, okay, boys, uh, two mulligans each. And once you've used both of them, you're not allowed to use them again. So you might hit a duff of a shot on the first time and think, oh, my God, do I use my mulligan already? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you're playing the last and you haven't used either, you know. Right, I see. Yeah, mulligan's see. quite good, just in your little group, just in your little group. Yeah. Uh, Staffy in golf there is the Rodney. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say that, but Richard, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, Staffie, in the pro wrestling, there's a move called the O'Connor Roll, named after the Kiwi pro wrestler world champion Pat O'Connor from George. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Let's hear from Gary. G'day, Gary.
0: Staff one that just comes to mind there when you're talking about netball
3: was um, the Harrison Hoist yes the Harrison Hoist yes yeah. where the uh, goal defence lifts the goalkeeper like, like a line out to give yeah. them the extra height
0: bit of an innovation that they come up with but I don't know that it really took off though did it
3: no well Anna Harrison played again this year and, and she tried it a few times and I think one other team tried it a couple of times as well it must be really hard to do to get the timing right
0: oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah,
3: but it was worth a go, I guess. Yeah, it was worth a go, mate. Was worth... What's one yeah. you'd like to see that, that you can attribute to a player? Like, I'd quite like... Well, one the... I
0: thought of, but somebody mentioned it, was um, the, the, the Joan Alomu one, Dunalomu, you know, just when he runs over the top of somebody. Um, but, yeah, couldn't really think of any other ones that sort of... See, I'd quite life. like
3: it, the 60-metre kicks that Geordie Barrett can, can get. Um, we could probably came up, come up with the, the Geordie javelin or the Geordie...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the Barrett,
3: the Barrett bomb, or something like that, because uh, he's sort—he's not on his own with long kicking. Uh, Rhys Hodge can kick a long way for the Wallabies, but oh, yeah, they, they I seen... tell
0: you, long kicking—the yeah. Yeah. Uh, longest one I ever saw was at Athletic Park, and that was from behind the zone twenty-two.
3: <laughs> oh, was that the Frenchman? You know?
0: Was that the Frenchman? No, man? no, it was actually an upper up player. Uh, oh wow! Rugby, many, wow. many many years ago, yeah, burnt Southerly yeah, when they got awarded the penalty. Yeah, they said I oh, will take a shot and he thought he was on the halfway line but he wasn't, he was actually behind his own 20 Wow! so um, he had to take the shot and it's like oh, there's no way he's getting this but yeah, he'd come in and he thumped it and it, it went the distance and went straight over as well it's the longest place I've ever seen in my life and he did it twice in that match as well
3: yeah. amazing, amazing yeah, a long
0: time ago, Andrew Smith his name was Andrew he's Smith from
3: up, up Heart, what a legend
0: uh, Smith I think yeah not Smith
3: oh Smids. okay there he is. Yeah. He's in your memory, so he did something good that day. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> good on you, <laughs> yeah, Gary. Yeah,
0: that you, you did a smooth, yeah.
3: yeah. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> All right. Catch take up. it easy. Gary, out of our heart. We'll take new sport and weather, and we will return. Listen to live commentary of the NRL's Grand Final on Sunday night on SENZ.
1: Well, listen, buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockiness beat of madness. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the big, uh, the big cheese here has just popped his head into the studio and said, What about the Panenka penalty? I don't know if even Sammy knows what the Panenka penalty is. It's the little chip kick, isn't it? Is it the little one where you. Straight d- down the middle, yeah. yeah. But it's softly.
2: Well, you, you like run in and then you just sort of stop and you just dink it and it just, yeah, sort of just very slowly chips down the middle. And it makes the. Uh, Panenka makes the goalkeeper like they generally fall over to one side because you got. One you have to premeditate other. in shootouts, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, phones. We go the phones, Zade. G'day, Zade. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes, it is. What have you got? What have you dreamed up? The rigger. The rigger. I don't mind that. That's good from yes. you. <laughs> um, I've, uh,
5: I've got another one. It's going to be called the Steve Smith the Sandpaper Day.
3: Yes, sandpaper. Yeah, I, I um, guess. I guess if you're going <laughs> to you're going to Steve Smith your table. You should sandpaper
5: it. <laughs> um, what about, I don't think it is, but Tony Hawk the nine eighty.
3: Yes, don't Tony know if that's Hawks named. It? A, maybe it is. Is that named after him? If you do a nine eighty, I don't know. If
5: it, I don't know if it is, but it should be. Mm. It, it's not named after him either. But um, uh, neats would know it. So Jorge Mazarelle, he um, ex- he knocked a dude out backstage, and that was called three Piece in a Photo.
3: It was called what?
5: Three piece in a soda.
3: Oh, was it?
5: Yeah, he knocked Leon Edwards out backstage. He's not a champion. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was fighting Darren Tool the night, and then um after the fight, he went and had, had a bit of a smack talk with um Leon Edwards, and he just knocked him out backstage.
3: Wow, didn't know that.
5: Yeah. Oh, and it should be one called Stephen Gerrard That time he slipped on his bum. <laughs> there should be called Stephen Gerrard Yeah, against Chelsea is my team. He, um. Yeah, he lost the title for them and slipped on his bum.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: And and um, Chelsea's made a chart all about it, obviously, because um, pretty famous. But yeah, good man. But um, but yeah, have a good rest of the show and come on the Penny Panthers.
3: Up the Panthers, up the Panthers, cheers, yeah. buddy. Um, all good later, cheers, mate. Uh, there was someone texting. A really famous one is Lou Gehrig and there was a disease named after him. He was a famous baseballer and I think there was an American footballer and there was a surgery that was named after him like, um, was his name something young? Was he a baseballer? I just can't remember. Um, Some more here. Uh, Boom Boom Becker in the broom closet. (laughs) Boom Boom was after the serve, not after the broom closet. Um... Hey team, I live in Upper Hutt and thought an interview with someone from NZCIS would be be of interest to listeners. It's bloody impressive what they're building out there. Actually had Jamie tout on twice about that magnificent project. It is amazing, Mark. I agree. I've been there four or five times myself. It is amazing. So, yep, um, we'll we'll get get them on from time to time to give us updates. Uh, Staffy, another one I thought of is to do a Mertz, which is the two-finger salute to the opposition crowd. That's nice. That's nice because Carlos Spencer did half a Mertz to the Crusaders, didn't he? He just did the one finger salute. Bazbat. Now, I don't know what Bazbat is. Oh, Bazbat. Is that Brennan McCollum? Bazbat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It may not be from a, um, a sport I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, what else is there? Oh, why didn't I think of this earlier? The Ali Shuffle, named after Muhammad Ali, the old fast feet. The Ali Shuffle. And I think the um, the Queensbury rules, which is the governing rules over boxing, um, was named after the Marquis of Queensbury. I don't know what his name was. That's one. There must be some more Duckworth Lewis. Um, what about a nutmeg in football between the legs? Is that named after anyone? The nutmeg? Don't know. Uh, figure skating, I mentioned earlier, there was the axle, there was the... Um, The Lutz, Uh, can't think of any others. Uh, One you might know and not be aware of. golfers, you know what a stimp meter is. That measures the speed of of the green. Um, That was named after the inventor of it. His name was Stimp. I can't tell you his full name, but that was named after it. And one that I can't believe Sam hasn't brought up, Gretzky's office, the area behind the goal. Which is where he often set up goals. Gretzky's office. There you go. Look that up if you like. Sammy, is there anything else you can think of? Double eight double three is our text machine.
2: Well, there's actually one uh, in the NFL. So actually, well, it doesn't carry his name, but you say the Tuck rule to anyone, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Patriots. Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, was it Patriots? Why do I have Giants in my head?
3: I don't think. Was you it should. Lions?
2: Uh, but the tuck rule was pretty iconic. Not named after a, him specifically, but it was from him that that, uh, that, that rule and that name come, came from. Mm. I do know Gretzky's offers.
3: Uh, it wasn't Baz Bat, it was Baz Ball.
2: Yeah, but I think he might be saying Baz Bat because of what McCullum did with the bat. I know we call it Baz Ball now that he's coaching, mm. but Baz Bat maybe when he was playing.
3: You know where Ball started? It was Warren Ball. When Warren Gatlin was coaching up, it was Warren Ball, which was just rumbling it up the the forwards.
2: Yeah, Um, The nutmeg one's actually a lot more simple. I I looked it up. Oh, did you? What is it? Well, I mean, what do you think it is, you know?
3: Well, a nutmeg is a circle thing, and it's like kicking the ball through their legs, which might be in a circle, and I don't know. Uh, No,
2: it's more just that you're you're, you're putting the ball through an area that is guarded guarded by the… Aerially. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. just comes from that. It was, I read something. It was an early use of the term in a novel, um, A Bad Lot, by Brian Glenville in 1977. Um, according to the author, the language uh, refers, uh, nuts refers to the uh, the reproductive organ of a male, um, of the player through whose leg the ball has been passed, I and nutmeg is just a development from this quote. Well, when you're playing football, like growing up and stuff, you nutmegs are the long form, but you'll say nuts when you go to do it. Oh, really? You'll go nuts, and you got to put it through the legs. Oh. Yeah, or if you do it successfully, you'll turn around and go nuts. So when you were a kid calling it nuts, did you know that's why it was called that? Or <laughs> it was just the phrase? Nah, it's just the phrase, and no one thinks it. It's one of those... There's a lot of words like that in today's society, Steph, and I think this is where the PC brigade go a bit mad. There's a lot of words that... No one associates it with what it what it actually says. Like mm. no one sees nutmeg thinking, oh, I'm hitting it through your nuts. Yeah, people just it's just its own thing that's been invented for kicking the ball through someone's legs, and that's what everyone thinks about when they say that word.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. Someone here's got my mate does a Patrick Reed every Saturday at golf. He cheats. <laughs> Patrick Reed, the cheat, uh, the Maradotta spin in football. Nice. Sam explained that to me before. It was. Pat's Raiders, Sam, from Andrew. Uh, baseball a former Kiwi who was nicknamed Baz, was known for his aggressive stroke play during his playing days and now the England cricket team coach seems to be playing the same, respective yes, yes, so that is after. Kung Fu Kantana, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kobe, is throwing a grenade at someone in a video games. There's a Kobe. Uh Fosbury flop. We've done that one, Rory. It's a butte and the Hopawari Lots of votes for the Hopawari Um another Hopawari and the Tommy Johns surgery. That's the one I was thinking of. It was uh, it's a pitching injury. Yeah, and the in the elbow. Yeah in the elbow, and you get the Tommy John yeah, surgery. Yeah, no, heaps of people
2: get that. Um you just mentioned one there that sparked me. Um oh the Kobe. Like whenever you're throwing paper into a bin, it's Kobe. Is it? Yeah. Don't you do that. Every time I throw that paper, there, like, call Colby. And oh, you try and hit the three in the bin. That's our generational thing because I'm drawing oh. Yeah. Oh, no, but, but yeah. Lot, yeah. Colby. <laughs> As you shoot. Yeah. Um, and then Shaq if you miss.
3: Mm. <laughs> um, we'll take a break. When I come back, I'll let you know who we tried to have a chat to today, uh, our NPC Masterclass, and why. Stick around.